Good evening. I am Wilhelm von Stinkibinki III, Duke of Braunstania, and I will be taking your ticket for this episode of the Midnight Train podcast. Evan may return if the rehab actually works this time. Tonight we venture to Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England in search of the Brown Lady. Who was she? What did she want? Will I stay awake long enough to know what in the hell is actually going on? Okay, grab a drink, take your seat and let's run a train on the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall. Ha! Piss off Evan, you wanker. Welcome to the Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! Hello out there. Hola to our Mexican listeners. Hey to our Swedish listeners. Konnichiwa to our Japanese listeners. G'day to our Australian listeners. Hello to our British listeners. And a big old welcome back to all of you that have been with us for a while now. If you're new here, welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. From paranormal to pseudoscientific, nothing is out of bounds. I am your conductor of the uncanny, Jonathan Sayer, and with me, as always, is the engineer of the unearthly, Jeff Butchko. How are you today, my brother? Hey, hey, I'm doing fine. It's Sunday, and we are recording this episode. (laughs) For the first time, believe it or not. For the first time. Okay, so we had some technical difficulties earlier, but uh, we no, got it done. What are you waiting for? <laughs> so we actually uh, have uh, kind of renovated the, uh, the, the 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 train studio here, the train station. Is that we, what we call we upgraded? It? Yeah, the train train station. I like that. So uh, oh, if you can look over here on the the back over there, Riley, uh, we got Sam Socks. He's over on the side now. He's he's watching over us. So uh, if you guys like little Mister Sam Socks over there, you know you can always jump on there and you know pick up a shirt and stuff. Uh, and across- if you look behind. Oh, behind, behind me, you. Behind if me. you go to your left a little bit, go to your left, there's the uh, Midnight Train Ouija board poster behind on the wall as well. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that there. <gasps> Wait, <laughs> you didn't? No. Are you sure? No. Wait, you're not sure? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jeff has actually gone back to uh, controlling the, 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 the sounds and the noise and the music and all that other stuff for us. So uh, he's actually back on that side. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll did be Did you fall okay. a lot when you were on a bike as well? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> now, across from me, since we've uh, kind of changed, we've got a bigger table in here and whatnot, is our switchman of the superstitious and the captain of the quick check, my son, Riley Sayer. How you I doing, bro? <laughs> what the I hell is that? I got a <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? This is why. This is why I really want to jump back, back to, on this. Should I go back to controlling the sound? No, no, no. It's much better when he's on it. Oh, all right. Because it, it gets me giggly. So, how you doing, buddy? You doing all right? I'm all right. Good. I was doing all right until the Browns lost today. Yeah. But, uh, did they actually lose? I don't know. I haven't looked. I'm afraid to look. Uh, I don't well, know what the score was. Yeah. Why? Why even pay attention? To be honest with you, like, because you know, I'm from Cleveland, just like y'all. Yeah, but you don't like football. 
because they lose. <laughs> I mean, if they actually won and played like yeah, real that's, football that's, players, that's not, I'd probably that's be That's a fair it. weather fan. You got you to gotta be in, in it no matter what. That's why I'm not in it ever. We'll, we'll see. And, and I, me, I was getting pissed off. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. like I, the hype on this freaking game was like ridiculous. And they just, dude, they had a, at one point in time on 10 different flags and fouls or whatever, they had 117 loss of yards. That's fucking insane. All right. So this is my, this is what I think of the Browns. Still love the Browns. Quarterback snaps, runs back five yards, throws a Hail Mary to the receiver. Receiver misses the catch, falls down, breaks his ankle. He's out of the season, and he gets still gets a million dollars because his contract. That's Cleveland in a nutshell. I don't even know what the hell that meant. <laughs> That's He's saying we suck. Ah, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Listen, we're Cleveland. We're from Cleveland. We support Cleveland. We are Cleveland. So that's it. Now, don't forget to head over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the Midnight Bonus Train for bonus episodes, including but not limited to our drunken movie reviews, which we have to do more of. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of movies out there that uh, people have actually asked us to review, and we got to get to those. And I do apologize for us taking forever in those. We just have to find the time to get really shit faced. It smells so bad in here. And, and but that's not for me. I don't know, but it <laughs> yeah. smells horrible. No, it, it's Riley. Does. Wait, what? <laughs> um, you can also listen to all of our regular episodes. Buy some super sweet merchandise, like our new black um fucking awesome hoodie, which is beautiful. Uh, just in time for the upcoming fall weather. It really helps to keep the train rolling, and you can watch our YouTube videos. And make fun of our goofy fucking faces. Yes, please go check out our YouTube videos and, you know, get some comments, you know, share it around. We need more people to see Riley's face. Yes. Riley. We're, we're, we're It's like our mission to, to get this kid, you know, famous. Basically. Speaking of which, boobies. How many did you get in that uh, that box? How's there? the boobies inbox going? Well, I got I got a few. You okay. got a few? All right. And so what happened was, is I have Facebook Messenger on my phone, right? And I know that there's a special listener that listens to every episode we have. Oh, he's have. special. He's very special. <laughs> he has the name of a gardening tool. <sighs> and he sent me uh, quite a few pictures, right? And uh, luckily, I have Facebook Messenger, and it shows a small version of the picture. And I saw the disgusting malformed area he sent me. I, so d- I, I didn't get to see any of those. Yeah, I was really luckily, hoping to see some of those. I went through and deleted the whole thing before. I, I closed my eyes. I literally had my Boo. eyes closed and closed and deleted all the messages Boo. because Chainsaw, I don't want my first time seeing boobs to be ruined by you. Uh, really, oh, How unfortunate. I'm sorry. Chainsaw, we love you. Do us a favor. Email those over to the uh, Midnight Dream Podcast at gmail.com and uh, yeah, I'd like to see uh, these uh, quasi booty boobies booties <laughs> boobies boobies booby twap yeah feel free to send more to all the listeners out there i mean we need everything from like orangutan boobs we need dog boobs uh cat boobs uh man boobs pigeon boobs pigeon boobs pigeons. fish boobs fish boobs for sure yeah fish boobs. he needs I'm to see that. it all yeah he's he been needs- sheltered for for too long and yes. it's it's up to us to bring him into the real into the world fake right? boobs real boobs so um, let's let's one boob, his three box. boobs yeah like from you know the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What was it? Oh yeah. What was the movie? Um, Total Recall. No. Yes. <laughs> Total Recall. Yes. The three boobs. Um, please subscribe, like, rate us on your favorite podcast platform, and most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. Um, word of mouth is literally the biggest way to promote uh, the podcast, and it's how we're gonna, you know, keep the steam in our engines and keep bringing you continuous content. Now, um, lastly, um, before we get into this episode. Um, 
This week in the boxcar, where we showcase the music of unsigned bands, we have a band called Sky Pilots. Um, that band is actually an old project of my co-host and I, Jeff, and uh, from years ago. And uh, since it is our show, we can do whatever the fuck we want and Absolutely. so we're going to play that song um it's and if a great... you like it there's more stuff coming there's yes. new stuff in the works yeah yeah i so. think we're gonna start writing some new shit right you can yeah. find it all over the place on uh, reverb nation and google the google shits oh yeah, yeah you can google. find it everywhere so listen to the end of this episode and you'll hear a song called the chase uh, i'd like to see what you guys think of it too you know if you don't like it then that's fine but if you do let us know you if know. you don't like it don't say anything <laughs> <laughs> shut up if you have nothing nice to say you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> All right. So enough of that bullshit. Uh, Jeffro, where are we headed today? So today we are going to run a train across the pond to Rainham Hall in Norfolk, England. And we're going to discover the mystery of the brown lady. The browns. Not the browns lady. Not the browns lady <laughs> the who browns. would drop the ball, get injured, and have a free million dollars <laughs> for a season. We're talking about the apparition the brown lady. The brown lady. All right. Now, normally we uh, start off with a crack of the brew, but since we already have our brews cracked open, um, yeah, we want to say cheers to you guys and thanks for listening and uh, gentlemen to a good episode. I'm drinking a uh, Sour Monkey Trapel and Riley's drinking a platform and Jeff is drinking some weird I'm thing. drinking a Porcupine Sour Platypus. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> It's got 50% hops and a little bit of grain. So it's, it's pretty good. Porcupine sour at, at platypus. Yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with it, just Google it. You'll if there's see it. any brewery out there that listens to us, please make a beer called that. That would be amazing. Please. Anyway. Yes. All right. So um, I wanted to start off this episode with some uh, information on the differences in apparitions and some of the medical background involved with certain sightings. If you're a new listener, I am a huge advocate for mental health. So I always like bringing that kind of to the forefront when we discuss things like this. Um, in 1902, the father of American psychology, William James, published The Varieties of Religious Experience, um, a study of human nature, where he linked singular religious experiences to psycho 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 psychological <laughs> disorders in the brain. To him, they were the result of delusional insanity. This laid the uh, general groundwork that scientists should focus on the brain in order to locate a cause for spiritual occurrences. Basically, this started the idea that schizophrenia was a possible cause for these experiences. All right. So basically just saying, you know, typically if you happen to see this stuff, you may be a little bit cuckoo. This is like in 1902. This is a doctor's note for you are psycho. So like he right. would he would write it down on a little slip and say, you're a nut job. Right. And then you could take that to work and give it to your boss and he'd fire you. You could show it to your family. They would disown you. And you just basically run around the neighborhood, you know, squawking and like a chicken and with peanut butter. And then they would burn you at the stake. They'd start a fire. That, was, you that was before this. No, this was in 19, 1902. Yeah, they would burn you at the stake. Yeah, they would burn still you at burn you at the stake. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I, I don't think that's a real thing. Or they go out in the street and duel, right? Doc Holliday? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So what, the, the, the crazy perhaps? people are going to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Holliday in the night. Mm, come on! Um, so schizophrenia affects nearly 1% of the global population, as many as 51 million people, which makes it a large enough... Um, it makes it large enough to account for the shit you know, ton of uh, ghostly claims that are out there. Like, there's a fuck ton of them. Everyone always talks about them. And while the symptoms that lead to, to diagnosis vary, there are a few that fit perfectly with the feeling of ghost presences, particularly particularly audiovisual hallucinations and delusional um, thinking. In 1994, the University of Adelaide in South Australia, Australia. Hi, mate. Australia. All right. They got 
14 psychos. <laughs> That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. I uh, confirmed that there was a correlation between instances of schizophrenia and the belief in the paranormal. The correlation, however, was only significant in dun 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 male subjects. So they determined that men who see ghosts are fucking nuts. That's pretty much it. And that sounds very familiar because, you know, we have some friends who are moody 2020. <laughs> it's all, all it needs to be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and listen, when you go in for the ballot, he, write in moody. Yeah, check the just, other box. Just moody. Write it in. And everybody's going to know. Like Politicians will know. They'll be like, son of a bitch, moody got 30%. You know, it, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe on the ticket with him as his vice president, Chris. Oh, my God. Chris that would Romanski. be the most amazing lineup Wouldn't ever. Wouldn't that be great? This world, this this nation, it would be, this it, world, this, this galaxy would be just changed forever. It'd be great. It would be absolutely amazing. So, once again, when you go to vote, vote Moody 2020. Mm. An acclaimed criminal profiler was quoted as saying, I worked many cases as a criminal profiler where schizophrenics co- committed murder because they believe their victims were demons or demon-possessed hallucinations and delusions like that do occur. That is a very real concern when dealing with someone who claims to have paranormal experiences. Everything from depression, grief, trauma, and psychosis can be responsible for seemingly paranormal experiences. All right, so this guy, he this is what he did, criminal profiler, and kind of just put two and two together, and he said, well, this guy's kind of crazy, and this one's not crazy, but this one sees this, and this one doesn't see this. Mm, or do you think he just sat him down and he's like, don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Do it! <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there, so I can't really. He may have done that. I mean, that's what I would say. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you would have. Uh, so there was a school of thought that uh, thought that uh, ghost sightings could be stemmed from a mental disposition. Now, here are some medical terms for certain fears associated with ghosts and ghost sightings. First and foremost, phasmophobia is the medical term for an intense fear of ghosts or supernatural things. It can interfere with your life, making it difficult to be alone and sleep at night. Sounds like a shitty DC villain, doesn't it? (laughs) Like that. Phasmophobia. Isn't Captain Phasma from Star Wars? Yeah. I don't. What? The stormtrooper lady from Star Wars, the new Star Wars Captain Phasma. She had like the solid plasma? Platinum armor. Phasma. Phasma. Maybe she was afraid of Captain ghosts. Phasma. Maybe she was a ghost. Maybe she was afraid of it. Maybe she wanted to display that she was a ghost and make people afraid of her. This is interesting. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why they came up with that name for that particular person. She did nothing in the first movie. Dude. And she had like a baton. Like all the troopers had these amazing weapons and she had a baton. Like, come on. That's some shitty writing, by the way. Let's not talk about this. Let's not get into the new Star Wars. That's going to be our drunken movie review. Should be on the drunken Star Wars movie, movie review. Oh, we can rip that go. apart. Yeah, oh, I would let's love to it. rip the stupid Princess Leia scene. Oh, she flies out of the spaceship. Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to that. We should totally do that. By the way, drunken yes. review for Star Wars. We want some uh, suggestions for the drunken reviews as well. So keep sending those in. We got quite a few that we have to get to, but um, keep sending them in because we want to see what you guys want us to, you know drunkenly destroy um hauntophobia is the fear of haunted houses it is a common phobia experienced by young children that's bullshit by the way <laughs> why a phobia on haunted, haunted houses are supposed to be scary right but it's so not, now they have the listed as something it's not the house it's that since ghosts and demons reside inside the haunted houses hauntophobia is often associated with phasmophobia and demonophobia which is fear of demons but everybody's 
in some aspect afraid of a haunted house, right? That's the point of a haunted house. Yeah. Yes, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm everybody's got haunted, that are phobia you? then. They're saying more no. in children because children are more susceptible to being afraid of stuff like well, that. Well, absolutely. Every child is scared of a haunted house. Who, who? What child wouldn't be? Right. So some guy sat around and said, hey, they have hauntophobia. Yeah, this is hauntophobia. <laughs> hauntophobia for that little Wait, one right there. Kids are scared of haunted houses? We have to label it. Hauntophobia. <laughs> Do you think he had like a copyright on that or trademark and he's, he's making bank on it? Maybe. Hauntophobia. They Coming were, soon. Do I think they had an they were clever back then. You know, they thought of everything. What do you mean? They just put the word in front of phobia. That's what I'm saying. But then he coined it. I'm sure he's making money off it. Yeah, it's like podcast phobia. People are afraid to listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> your child has hauntophobia. Now give me $10. <clears throat> see you later, that lady. Um, <laughs> Today. <laughs> since haunted houses are a Halloween ritual, many sufferers of hauntophobia also develop Samhainophobia. Samhainophobia is the fear of Halloween or the fear of the Festival of the Dead. Now, see, I thought that was fear of Sammy Hagar because we can all agree that David Lee Roth was a way better frontman than Sammy. Ooh. Frontman or singer? both no I, I liked hager dude i was all, all what is about wrong with you really because he was a better singer to me yeah i mean period coming from a blackout superstar singer hey i'm just saying like he was i'm really shocked by to, that to me now front man wise and his like entertainment value of course diamond he, dave yeah but he was also like that dude sees apparitions let's just put it that way yeah he probably does yeah okay i'm just saying he's he's definitely there <laughs> the term sam sam hanophobia originates from sam hewan meaning <laughs> summer's <laughs> end <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, the Samhain festival was celebrated by the Celts for marking the transition between summer and winter. I can't say that I have the fear of any of these things, but I'm not a fan of haunted houses. Um, and obviously you don't sound like you are. No, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I get it. Like I get you. You have to have a label for something like a scientific or medical condition label for that. But to me, that's just like, I, I don't know. It's just very mediocre. Well, I mean, it's not like a severe diagnosis of something. I mean, you're not going to... If gonna... I ever went to a doctor and he told me I have hauntophobia, I'd be like, you know what? You're a fucking asshole and I'm not paying you. My insurance is not going to pay you. But now think about it, though. And when it comes to the, the mental side of things and medical conditions, with the, there are people out there that are afraid to leave their house. There are oh, people, I get that. There get are people that. that are afraid to turn on their TV. There are people that are afraid of mirrors. Yeah. I mean, so, like, you know, I, you can't really negate somebody's fear of anything because but I mean, those things aren't supposed to be scary yet oh, they're so afraid you're of saying, them you're but saying, a haunted house is supposed to be I think scary. it's an extreme fear you know what I'm it. saying yeah I get what you're saying but I think it's an extreme fear of it like uh, you know like horror movies yeah if you, you know, horror movies are supposed to, supposed to scare you, but if you're like, you know, severely afraid of it, where like it traumatizes your life, yeah. then you have horror movie phobia. <laughs> horror movie phobia. Do you have haunted phobia, Riley? Horror movie phobia. Um, I don't really like haunted houses. I think they're just loud and annoying. Did you have a bad experience at a haunted house? Every time. <laughs> Did you? Every time. They yeah. just weren't fun. They're yeah. dumb. They're, they're just dumb. They just jump out of you and, rawr, and you're like, ah, and you just walk away. It's just jump scares. It's like the worst part of what a horror if, movie put into real life. What if you got a Facebook message from a really hot girl that was like, hey, Riley, I watch your podcast or listen to your podcast and watch the videos and then I think I you're super cute. Lying. We need to go to a haunted house. Would you be like, dude, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. She said she listened to the podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and say that she's probably lying. Oh, he's such a self-deprecating person. Okay. Just, just. You're like Eeyore in in, in oh, human Bob. form. So, oh, wait, so how old are you again? 20. Okay. Ladies out there listening, if you're in the range of 20 to... So 45. We'll go, we'll go 45. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take anything at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 65 yeah. and under. Yeah. Yeah. Riley needs a date to the haunted house. Now, the Halloween season is approaching. The haunted house. And haunted houses are There's going to one. be... 
opening. <laughs> there's a haunted field. There's a haunted maze. There's a haunted Kmart or Walmart. I mean, there's everything. Haunted <laughs> Kmart. Yeah. Dude, every Walmart is haunted. I'm right. sorry. But haunted time, West 65th yeah, and Lorraine. Every, every t- well, that's the Franklin Castle. But so anyway. we're going to bachelor you or we're going to, what do you call it? Bachelor uh, raffle or whatever. We're going to, we're going to raffle him off. We're going to raffle to, to a lucky off? lady Ooh. to take him on a date. Highest bidder? Yeah, yeah. Highest Low, bidder. Lowest bidder. Lowest bidder? <laughs> Well, that's everyone. <laughs> you have a lot of dates. Yeah. So Maybe highest, highest right. bidder. All right. Yeah. We can do and that. we want to know when you go, we want like video from your phone. We want to know his reaction. We want to see if he's as mad as he thinks he is. We're yeah, hundred hosts are stupid, man. <laughs> I want to see him. I bet you he screams and runs through that thing. <laughs> ah! So let's make that happen. Lady listeners out there. Yeah. Yeah. That we could totally do that. So, or, or men so listeners. At this point. Or, yeah. yeah. If, if, men, if you, if you guys want to go, you know, and highest bidder again, yeah. We got to keep this train rolling somehow, buddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so difference. Huh? <laughs> so differences between ghost and poltergeist. Ghosts are the old classic when it comes to supernatural entities. Ghosts are known to simply be the spirits of people who have passed away, who make themselves seen by the living. They tend to only make themselves known by sighting, but are also said to be able to speak, change the temperature of a room, bring a certain odor with their presence, and possibly make you shit your pants. You bring, bring a odor. certain odor with your presence too. Maybe I'm a ghost. So they bring an odor? I didn't know that. Yeah. They can. I've never heard of that. The sulfur? Yeah, the sulfur. Oh, yeah, 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 That yeah. sulfur smell? Like if you yeah. walk into a room and you smell, like if it gets cold and you smell that sulfury whatever and like, you know, they, they say typically there could be a, a ghost. Or there. just him after spicy chicken tenders. Yep. That was that was your idea, but yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, now, now, poltergeist, on the other hand, um, the word itself translates to noisy ghost, which refers to its apparent ability to make noise, throw around objects, and otherwise disrupt or physical in uh, our physical environment. <laughs> duh, duh. They're like the Ike Turner of yes. the spiritual realm. Bitch! <laughs> Tina! I need grocery money, Tina! Hit me again. I This time, put some stank on it. <laughs> Uh, they're said to be able to literally bite, pinch, and otherwise attack or harass their human victims, as well as move, throw, and even break objects. Not to mention, they will definitely make you shit your pants. And although the word's definition implies that a poltergeist is a specific type of ghost, as do some other sources, many experts believe they're actually a completely different entity. Some people believe the poltergeists have nothing to do with ghosts or spirits at all. And the best way to describe it is an active kinetic energy that causes physical disturbances. This makes sense as ghosts are generally unable to break through to the physical realm in the extreme ways that make poltergeists unique. Now, I do think we should totally run a train on, I know we did the uh, the poltergeist interview with Sarah or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think we should actually dive deeper into ghosts, what causes ghosts, what causes poltergeists, because there's so many different when you start researching it, obviously you're going to have the people that don't believe in it. Right. Like from a scientific standpoint, that that, that that's bullshit. It's almost a debate at right. some point. Well, like, you know, I, I'm sorry, sorry go ahead. No, 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 no. To you, I insist. Oh, no, no, after you. Oh, well, well, in that case. Age before beauty. You know what I mean? Well, ladies first. <laughs> no, you, said, you know, you said that experts disagree on that or they, they typically think that. Imagine being an expert on something that doesn't exist, right? That'd be like me being an expert on my sex life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but no, I understand where you're coming from, but I think that what happens is is that um what were those uh the the couple that were like the uh the, Ed and Lorraine? Ed and Lorraine. Oh, uh, what was uh, the last name? Great movies, by the way. We were just talking about earlier about we haven't seen a good horror movie in a long time. See, I didn't like any of those really. Are you sh- no, so I watched good. the latest one and it was it was really predictable. It was boring. Oh, right. Come on, man. But they, they were good. But they also they, What's their last name? Ed and Lorraine Baines McFly. 
Bur- Burley. Lorraine Baines McFly. Chardon. Sh- I'm going to... You guys keep me on. I'll, I'll figure it out. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Turd Ferguson. Yeah. Turd Ferguson. I think that's their name. But um, Lorraine Turd Ferguson. But they made a huge um, uh, career out of that because... Well, that was a true story. Right. Well, well, it was a true well, story. True yeah. story. True story. No, no, no. Did you watch to the credits where they had the actual audio tapes played from them, like the real them back in the day? But based off of Warren. what they said. Warren, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lorraine and Ed Warren. Yeah, which they had a... There's another one that we should totally dive into is um, the Warrens. I would love to. That That'd was... Be, I was really fascinated. I love those movies. So I thought uh, that was really good. Let's uh, add that to the uh, the, the Trello, please, there. Um you? Yeah, you. The guy who almost died on a skittle? No, no, no. I, I saw the score of the Browns game. Oh. Oh, really? What is it? 43 to 13, we lost. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Ooh. So that, that stinks. But, um,. Anyway, yeah, add that to the Trello, please. We okay. want to do the warrants. Okay, can okay. you? Can you? Like, can you do it now? Can I you, can't do it now. I don't have the service because you don't have the Trello, do you? I don't have the Trello. Yeah, oh my God, this kid! <laughs> I can't believe you came from my nutsack. Uh, maybe, anyway. maybe if he goes on that date, it'll straighten him up. It you might. Know what I mean? It might. So listen, he's got the man up. Right. He's gonna walk a chick through a haunted house. Like right. he's gonna be tough. And then he'll just, like step or in a man line. At yeah. this point. Step in line, right? Or you a man. Said, you said both. You yeah. didn't really limit it. Either or. I'm highest bitter, man. I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, highest bitter. Highest bitter, and twenty bucks is twenty bucks, man. You know what I mean? Like to this podcast, twenty bucks is a lot of money. <laughs> that's yeah. right. So I do wanted to throw. I wanted to throw one more thing out there too, and that's you know demons. Demons are defined as an evil spirit or devil, especially one thought to possess a person or act as a terminator in hell. I always think of whenever demons are brought up. I always think of Constantine, mm-hmm. a phenomenal movie. Absolutely. Keanu Reeves. Absolutely. And that's, every time I hear demons or anything about demons, I think of Constantine. That, that movie. very first uh, um, scene with the, the mirror. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, what, what, was it Mex- Mexico? Know, Mexico. Yeah. Was it Mexico? Where they had to go in and get the, the demon out of there. Dude, yeah. that's that movie still holds up to this day. Yeah. I love that movie. Absolutely. So now that we've uh, kind of gone through the scientific background of, you know, these creepy little fuckers known as ghosts or whatever they are. Um, and what may cause people to see them, let's talk about Random Hall and the Brown Lady. Now, the Brown Lady is the most popular, um, just historical picture of a ghost ever because it was the first one, she supposedly. Is, she's the Beatles of ghosts, right? Um, she's the, the what's the first of anything? <laughs> like, because she is, when it comes, especially something of that big of a phenomena known as, like, supernatural and whatnot, she's the first to be. She's the Walkman to our Portable I don't, music I don't, players. I don't think Walkman is, is. That was the first portable music player. Not, not really. What was the first one then? Um, no, they had them little stupid tapes that you could buy. We played one song. You could buy them at. Uh, oh my god! Like, you remember those things? Yeah, yeah. Those you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those were horrible. That was before. No, that wasn't before Walkmans. Yeah. That was that. That was in the 90s. I don't know. Either way, so she was the first. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna discuss that because we have an awesome, awesome sponsor that wants to tell you how awesome you are. We'll be right back. Oh, good for you! From the new Smash record, Virginia West, here's obliterated wisdom with Sam Socks. All 
right, and we are back to the Midnight Train Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello, mate. So, since we are going over... Well, that was actually... I, I, that's That was Australian, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like I should have an English accent for this entire part. I, I think we need the tracksuit uh, Russian guy that oh, really Yuri. hates. Yuri. 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 got to do Yuri to come yes. out and do this. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really make sense with him, but okay, I'm here. <laughs> Yuri likes it. Hey, we're going to England, everybody. It's fun. No? Ladies no? and gentlemen, okay. if you could see Riley's face, there's so much disgust. <laughs> like every time his father does that impression. He just hates he it. Hates he, it. But it's so awesome. Yuri is a you good guy. It. Why do you hate it so much? He doesn't he like Russian people. He gains like 200 people. pounds and it gets greasier. Every he's just a greasy does. guy. You know? Yeah, he's just a greasy guy. He's just, you know, it's fine. Riley, be a, be a, be a good boy. Remember Grand Theft Auto 4, your cousin yeah. in that game? That's who he is. He reminds me of the cousin who <laughs> wants to go bowling all the time. Yeah. I like it. I love it. It's great. All right. Anyway, so Sir Roger Townsend was an English landowner and politician who sat in the House of Commons in two parliaments between 1621 and 1629. He began the construction on Ranham Hill, or Hall, excuse me. Uh, it's Ranham Hall. To the design of the architect Inigo Inigo Jones. Now, where does Inigo come from? Remember the name Inigo? Montoya. Yeah, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Another great movie, by the way, if you guys haven't seen it. Absolutely. Another one that holds up really well. It's back from the day when movies were good, by the way. When they had originality? Yes. Yeah. So Inigo Jones in 1619. Inigo Jones was the first significant English architect in the early modern period and the first to employ Vitruvian. Vitruvian? Vitruvian. I hate words. Fuck you, Todd and Chainsaw. Vitruvian. <laughs> Vitruvian rules of proportion and symmetry in his buildings. As the most notable architect in England, Jones was the first person to introduce the classical architecture of Rome. Okay, but real quick, can we paint a picture for the listeners of Vitruvian, what that actually like would look like? Because I have no idea. Do you know? Vitruvian, yeah, that's uh, that uh, that's the, uh, the, the, the volcano that erupted, right? That's Vesuvius. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Do what does Vitruvian look like, Riley, to the listeners, so they can see it evokes, visualize? It evokes a, um, a a certain sense of the Roman ideal, right? So lots of <laughs> columns. He's totally making lots shit. Of Are you making this up? No, no, no. Like I took a classical architecture class this is this semester. So you get you know you have the Roman pillars and the columns, right? But you have the granite countertops and a. I love how his, bedroom, his voice bad. got all like, right. and now I'm going to discuss this to you. So to- if you've ever been to Caesar's Palace in Vegas, folks, that's basically that's what we're talking yes, about exactly. here. So right? it's, it's more Roman yeah, than like anything pillars, else, Yeah, right? columns, marble. Okay, well, that makes sense. Though. Okay, well, now I have a picture, and now the listeners have a picture. Continue on. All right, so basically is the drawing of the Vitruvian man is a sketch. Okay, so basically, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. Anyway, regardless, look it up. That's what Google's for, people. Um. Anyway, Jones was the first person to introduce the classical architecture of Rome and the Italian Renaissance to Britain. So he brought Italy and Rome over to Britain. That's loved, a lot of good food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, his is architecture. I don't know about the food. He left his mark on London by his design of uh, single buildings, such as the Queen's House, which is the first building in England designed in a pure classical style, and the Banqueting House, um, White ha- Whitehall. Well, yeah, it's called Whitehall. As well as the layout for Covenant Garden Square, which became a model for future developments in the West End. So this was kind of a big deal. You know what I mean? Like he, this guy, Inigo Jones, Inigo Montoya, <laughs> he brought this entirely different style over and was one of the first ones over in England to actually bring that style over. Yeah, you, you know, over in Rome and Italy and stuff, they had an entire, you know, huge empire going on. But like, you know, England was starting to kind of fall into their own. You what know? do you think England looked like back then when he was like, 
coming over and doing the stuff that you i mean i'm just trying to visualize how this would stick out to the rest of the stuff well, around in the city you know like, what year is this, is um, this 16 uh between 1621 and 1629 the romans were gone way gone by that but I'm point more, i'm more talking about rome itself like rome um italy like how all that it was it was still that 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 it was known for its art. It was known for its beautiful architecture. It was known for everything. Well, at that point, Italy wasn't Italy. It was a bunch of different little city-states. Right. Regar- you're right, though. No, you're right. You're right. Jesus Christ. I'm just I'm trying to make it. Anyone ever hear idea. someone slap a nerd before? Because <laughs> just, you want to find out? <laughs> this is just going to happen. So, Raynham Hall is one of the most awesome of the great houses of Norfolk and considered to be one of the most haunted places on Earth mainly because of the picture taken of the brown lady, a supposed ghostly apparition that appears to be walking down the stairs. The photograph is considered to be the most famous taken of a ghost because it's also the first picture ever taken of one. Do we have a picture of this? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, throw it up here real quick. I actually posted it up on our uh, fa- uh, yeah, our social media recently. Oh, I think I did see that. Thing. And it's a very, very, very popular picture that if you're not familiar with um, that ghost, it is... Um, you will be when you see it. So here, I got it right here. So if you can see. There you go. That's, Let me see this. That's, that's the ghost. Now, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. All right, Jeff's going to debate this here and see if it looks real. Does it look real to you? It's from the 1600s. This is like. It's not when that was taken. I'm just saying. This is like a lens flare. A or lens like lighting flare? coming through. Yeah. This guy. Is this back in the day where they went under the little tent and like the bulb yes, exploded? Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'll get into later on in this. But yeah, Wait, that's exactly. So let me get this straight. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar worked for the aliens in Area Fifty One, but this is a lens fair right off the bat. <laughs> where does the, <laughs> you know what? Where does that? Where does that divide? Too <laughs> touche. Uh, we'll, we'll see big balls when yeah. you go to that haunted house. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, so it was taken by two fo- uh, photographers from Country Life magazine. Speculation of its authenticity is still ongoing, but it is, was supposedly examined by experts that claim that it is, is, in fact, real. So experts have looked at this thing for ages on the originals that's and what said they do, that it was real. Yep, that's, that's a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. what they determined it. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> this is after they leave the doctor's office where the guy's like, yeah, you're, you're a psycho. <laughs> you have demophobia. <laughs> so what do you do for a living? I examine photos. Right. After a false start in 1619 and the uh, um, um, accumulation on site of large quantity of Kettenstone in 1621, it was re-begun in 1622. We're talking about the random house here. Um, and by the time of Sir Roger Townsend's death in 1637, it was almost complete, though apparently some rooms had not been fitted out for uh, when the architect Sir Roger Pratt, another very, very prominent architect, saw it a few years after Townsend's death. He recalled, and quote, not long after it was built. Yes, I have to do that voice. Sorry. I was some while in it, while it had no ornament at all. There was somewhat in it divine in the symmetry of proportions of length, height, and breadth, which was harmonious to the rational soul. I par- <laughs> Paraphrasing that, he pretty much said, holy shit, this place is fucking dope. You know what I mean? That's what he said. He walked in and goes, fuck, this is fucking awesome. So it was, it was just renowned. So this was a beautiful, beautiful freaking building. So whether or not Random Hall was the first of its kind in England is the genealogist, G.E. Cocaine. I do cocaine! It was certainly one of the outstanding country houses of the period. Raynham was built in an entirely new style, abandoning native tradition and following the Italian form and plan, except for its hipped roof and Dutch gables. Raynham could easily be mistaken for a house built nearly a century later. So this this was like way ahead of its time because he brought all this 
architecture and the style and everything else over. So this thing was kind of yeah, a big deal. Had, they had Dutch Gables on it. That's yeah, you know, because huge because Dutch Gables. Wasn't that an actor back in the day? Dutch Gable? Yes, it was, actually. My name's Dutch Gable. He was in Gone with the Wind. That's Clark Gable. Same thing. Okay. Um, Random's indications <laughs> that it may have been influenced by Inigo Jones, who was the first significant architect, like we said before, uh, have su- superseded earlier optimistic attributions to Jones himself. Sir John Summerson, another one of these architect guys. God, there's too many of them. Yeah, well, because back then everyone was like, no, that's not good. Yeah, I'm an architect. <laughs> Where's my tea? You know, anyway, summarize his view of its design. We do not know who designed it, but may infer that Townsend had the assistance of somebody who had worked in proximity to Inigo Jones, possibly a new market. Nicholas Cooper finds it, quote, a medley of up-to-date elements, largely Jonesian and derived from London and probably also from the prince's lodging a at Newmarket. Medley? Oh, man, I love the way they talk back then. It's like it was a medley. Yeah, it's just like, mm. well, then your gables of Dutch are a medley of a fine blend of Rome and Italy. I love it. I'll buy it. <laughs> it's mine. So Howard Colvin uh, finds Ranham as, quote, a remarkable epitome of motifs that appear in Jones's earlier drawings, an intelligent reflection of his style rather than a personal work. Ooh. So everyone loved this fucking place. All right? Apparently, like, yeah. Like it was like badass and it was like the first of its kind around here. It was way leaps and, now, and bounds this, above. Was this for sale or was this for like the guy that was building it for himself? He, he was building it for himself. And, what and, a selfish bastard. Yeah, but it like so it prolonged and prolonged and prolonged and prolonged and prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. And yeah, so it never quite finished up until that point. So, you know, a bunch of noble Englishmen thought the house was badass. We get it. Now, right. let's get to the brown lady, the first photograph ever taken of an apparition. And they say it's legit. That's pretty. I think that's pretty cool. Who that, says it's legit? Well, back MC Hammer. And the t- is he an expert? Too legit. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, who yeah. is that? this MC it's Hammer too guy? Legit. Who's MC I Hammer? Do, I gotta do it. Too legit. Too legit to quit. I got that. Too legit. Sorry. Uh, um, good stuff. All right. So the brown lady. According to legend, the brown lady of Random Hall is the ghost of Lady Dorothy Walpole. Who Ooh, lived... We say that five times fast. Dorothy Lady Walpole. Again. Dorothy Lady Walpole. Again. Dorothy Lady Walpole. Again. Dorothy Lady Walpole. Again. Dorothy Lady Walpole. I got a boot <laughs> who lived from uh, 1686 to 1726. Um, the sister of Robert Walpole, generally regarded regard, regarded regarded as the first. <laughs> I, got I got them all. Yeah, regarded yeah. regarded regarded as the first prime minister of Great Britain. So this is like the first prime minister of Great Britain's sister. Right? Ah, so she was kind of a big deal, you know, because I mean he was a big deal. She was the second wife of Charles Townsend, who was notorious for his violent temper. Ooh. <laughs> The story says that when Townsend discovered that his wife had committed adultery with Lord Wharton, Uh-oh. he punished her by locking her in rooms in the family home, Ranham Hall. According to Mary Wortley Montague, Dorothy was in fact entrapped by the Countess of Wharton. Can I just note something here that our names are freaking boring compared to what mm-hmm. people had back in the day? Like they 100%. have. They, they had like this elaborate scheme of coming up with these names. And now we got like, hey, I'm Bill Smith. Right. <laughs> so Norton Macadath Pashuary. Yeah. I mean, like, why can't we have Ooh. cool names, you know? My name is John Sayer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ooh, that rolls off the fucking tongue, doesn't it? Hey, I'm Chad. Um, 
<laughs> she invited Dorothy over to stay for a few days, knowing that her husband would never allow her to leave, not even to see her children. She remained at Random Hall until her death in 1726 from smallpox. Obviously, smallpox oh, back then. Yeah, that was huge. Big deal. Yeah. So dude caught his wife stepping out on him, locked her in one of the fuck ton of rooms in their mansion. That's basically the, the bottom line. All right. Now, let's talk about sightings. The first recorded claim, and this is going to get real fun, by the way, and you were talking about how people talk back then. This shit is fucking amazing. The first recorded claim of sightings of the ghost was by Lucia C. Stone concerning a gathering at Ranham Hall in the Christmas of 19, or 1835. Stone says that Lord Charles Townsend had invited various guests to the hall, including Colonel Loftus for a Christmas party. Loftus and other guests named Hawkins said they had been or had they had seen the brown lady one night as they uh, approached their bedrooms, noting in particular the dated brown dress she wore. The following evening, Loftus claimed to have seen the brown lady again, later reporting that on this occasion, he was drawn to her empty eye sockets set dark in the glowing Ooh. face. Loftus sightings led to some staff literally permanently leaving. So, yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be just fucking pissed if you invited somebody over to your house and and some asshole guest is like, I saw a ghost and everyone that works for you just dips the fuck out. Yeah. Like, Peace. dude, you're never coming over again. Right, <laughs> right. Don't, don't, get the fuck out. Yeah, never invite you to anything. Right. So the next reported sighting of the Brown Lady was made in 1836 by Captain Frederick Marriott, a friend of novelist Charles Dickens. We know who Charles Dickens yeah, is, don't Moby we, ladies Dick, and gentlemen? Right. Charles Dickens? You say Moby Dick? <laughs> yeah, he wrote Moby, Moby Dick, Dickens. Right? Moby, Moby Dickens. He wrote Moby Dickens. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, no, that's not true. I know. And the author of a series of popular sea novels, it is said that Marriott... Um, um, requested that he spend the night in the haunted room of Raynham Hall to prove his theory that the haunting was caused by local smugglers anxious to keep people away from the area. So I have no idea how that correlates to the fucking ghost. Oh. But apparently he's like, nah, they're just trying to keep people out of here. Right. You know? um, so writing in 1891, Florence, Marriott's daughter, uh, Flor- Marriott's daughter Florence, um, later said, and this is... He took possession of the room in which the portrait of the apparition hung, in which she had often been seen, and slept each night with a loaded revolver under his pillow. For two days, however, he saw nothing, and the third was to be the limit of his stay. On the third night, however, two young men, nephews of the baronet, knocked at his door as he was undressing to go to bed, and asked him to step over to their room. Now again, this is her talking. (laughs) Um, And give them his opinion on a new gun just arrived from London. What do you think of this pistol? Yeah. Hey, come on over here, Marriott. I got something to show you. My father was in his shirt and trousers, but as the hour was late and everybody had retired to rest except themselves, he prepared to accompany them as well. As they were leaving the room, he caught up his revolver saying, in case you meet the brown lady, he laughed. When the inspection of the gun was over, the young men in the same spirit declared they would accompany my father back again. In case you meet the brown lady, they repeated, laughing also. <laughs> Whatever. Um, the three gentlemen therefore returned in company. The corridor was long and dark, for the lights had been extinguished. But as they reached the middle of it, they saw the glimmer of a lamp coming towards them from the other end. One of the ladies going to visit the nursery, whispered the young Townsends to my father. Now the bedroom doors in that quarter faced each other, and each room had a double door with a space between, as is the case in many old-fashioned houses. My father, as I have said, was in shirt and trousers only, and his native modesty made him feel uncomfortable, so he slipped within one of the outer doors in order to conceal himself until the lady should have passed. So this broad's walking by with a lantern. It's middle of the night. He's in his trousers. What's up, guys? (laughs) He's in his trousers. He doesn't want this broad to see or whatever, so he's like, I'm going to dip over here real quick. What's a gun going to do, by the way? With what? 
To a ghost? Well, they were laughing about it. <laughs> they were like, oh, <laughs> oh, Bill, you're so funny. Let's snort this cocaine. I have heard him describe how he watched her approaching nearer and nearer through the chink of the door until, as she was close enough for him to distinguish the colors and styles of her costume, he recognized the figure as the facsimile of the portrait of the brown lady. He had his finger on the trigger of his revolver and was about to demand it to stop and give the reason for its presence there when the figure halted of its own accord before the door behind which he stood and holding the lighted lamp she carried to her features grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner at him. This act so infuriated my father, who was anything but lamb-like in disposition, that he sprang into the corridor with a bound and discharged the revolver right into her face. Nice. The figure instantly disappeared. The figure at which, for several minutes, three men had been looking together, and the bullet passed through the outer door of the room on the opposite side of the corridor and lodged in the panel of the inner one. My father attempted again to enter, or my father never attempted to interfere with the brown lady of Ranham again. So he shot it and then he started dancing away. He's like, can you imagine? Okay, let's 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 put this a little bit more in like some conjecture with this. So, so this guy, he's uppity. It's England. It's the 1800s. You know, he's in a big manner and everyone's like, oh, he's hoity-toity. He's got his little knickers on, his night knickers. He probably had one of those little hats. The hats. hats. That's all I keep thinking. Yeah, And and the long little gown. That's what I see. Think of Scrooge. Scrooge. Right, right, right. So he's got his candle in one hand and a pistol in the other and these guys come knocking. Hey, would you like to come see this new gun we got? He goes, well, (laughs) cheerio, of course I would. (laughs) And so he jumps up and they come walking down there like, now listen, Keep your gun just in case the brown lady. <laughs> and he's like, oh, ha, 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 posh, posh. He's walking back, sees a broad walking by, jumps out of the fucking way because he thinks it's a chick. Yeah. And then jumps out <laughs> like, ha, ha. Yeah. Pew, nothing. Done. You know what I mean? Three people saw this, apparently. Him and the two other people that were with him swear that they saw this guy. So it's, it's, it's you know, it holds, I guess, you know. Yeah. I'm just amazed that the gun actually did something, you know. Well, it made it disappear. Probably because she was like, fuck. Was this like a flintlock gun? And maybe the powder like pushed the... Like flintlock I mean? wood? Yeah, yeah. Like Flint, flintlock wood. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it dispersed. <laughs> Can you imagine that though if it was like a flintlock? And he's sitting there and he's <laughs> like... Hold on, Boom! Now stay still. Don't move. I have to shoot you. So Lady Towns had reported that the brown lady was next seen in eight, uh, 1926 when her son and his friend claimed to have uh, seen the ghost on the staircase, identifying the ghostly figure with the portrait of Lady Dorothy Walpole, or as the portrait of, um, you know, with it, yeah, with the portrait that actually hangs up in the haunted room. So there's an actual picture of her there. So that's why everyone sees it and goes, oh, it's her. It's got to be her. Right. So Raynham Hall is not the only place where the spirit of Dorothy has been seen. The ghost of a young Dorothy has been seen occasionally at Sangrin, Sandringham. Why do they have to name everything with like 30,000 syllables? Sandringham House. Whilst a royal guest claimed to have been visited by a terrifying vision, a young George IV, George IV, while staying at the, uh, the Houghton, awoke in the middle of the night to see the ghost of the brown lady at the foot of his bed. It is claimed that the Prince of Wales left the hall immediately declaring that he would not spend another hour in that accursed house for tonight. I have seen that which I hope to God I never see again. Wow. Fuck. He was scared. Right. So I've looked everywhere for more recent sightings, um, but I couldn't find anything. And uh, maybe it's just the fact that it's, you know, the first supposed picture of a ghost. 
that uh, that makes it so notorious. But um, I honestly can't find anything else on it. So, so that's what I that's that's how it is right now. So, what do you guys think about the this this whole thing so far? Are we are we feeling like it's kind of bullshit or? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Is it because you don't believe in ghosts or? No, no, I I just I back then you notice all this stuff comes from back then, and who knows what the hell could have went on back then? You know, you have. Like in the beginning, you know, of this episode, we were talking about they were they were diagnosing all the phobias, you know. Right. So, I mean, you said, what, 51 million people had schizophrenia? Yeah. So this is just like a handful of uh, wackos, wackadoodles. And, and that's why I wanted to preface this whole thing is because, and I, you know, when we talk about um, people who in. <laughs> hold on, let me, let me pop my brakes real quick. I'm not saying that everyone that sees or believes in ghosts has a mental disorder. Right. I'm by no means saying that. What I'm saying is, is that the science behind it says that people that see yeah. ghosts or that people with mental disorders typically end up seeing these things is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the the car, the heart, horse before the cart, the cart before whatever the term is. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. So and, and to the photo, um, to the credit of that, you know, there's been many, 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 I'm sure you've seen and everybody listening has seen. Uh, you know, orbs and whatnot. And it's been debunked pretty much that, you know, when film is in development, there's a chance for the film to not develop in certain areas of the actual piece of photo. Right. So, I mean, it could cause those things. You know what I mean? So I'm just thinking, well, back in the day, you got the dude under the tent, you know, exploding. Like, oh, I saw a ghost. Yeah, it was an orb. It was was an orb. It's a (laughs) ghostly orb. Apparition. But you know what I mean? So, like, I, I think... I, it, there's way too many variables. Now, if this was more recent and we had like you know better footage and and better uh, eyewitness accounts, then and a way to actually maybe. like go in and, and determine whether or not it was real or not. Yeah, I and, mean, and, and, and I, I totally agree with your point. Where back then, again, if people didn't know yeah. what things were, they immediately go. Ah. <laughs> so again, this was like in a, you know the 1600s and stuff like that, where people are saying that whatever happened in 1926. Uh, was the last app uh, sighting that anyone saw. Now, 1902 is earlier when we were talking where the, the guy said that, um, you know, the, the correlation between schizophrenia and psychosis and stuff and seeing these things. So this is right around the same area before that whole thing became medically known. Right. So people at that point in time, they just said, I don't know what that is. And then someone goes, I think it's a ghost. It's a fucking ghost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what happened. So, I mean, and hell, when I was younger, dude, I thought I saw ghosts and stuff all over the place. And again, as I've discussed in other things, I've had things happen. I've had some crazy things, too. Right. Which which I can't explain, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go, no, it was a ghost, dude. Like, I straight up saw a fucking ghost. Yeah. You know? It's hard for me, and this may be similar to, like, you know, other people, but it's hard for me to wrap my mind around something from so long ago being true. Because right. of all the variables and like right, minus the technology and the knowledge and advancement, you know, it's so hard to be like, okay, well, you know, we just listened to this whole story that you just said of this whole thing. It's like, well, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess it could have <laughs> happened. <laughs> you, right, know, you know, right. there's really not a whole lot of like. I think like, all right. So my personal opinion of the the picture is that when you look at the picture, the picture looks like it could quite i've seen i've seen newer pictures that look less like a ghost that people claim are ghosts i mean listen we did that freaking whole 10 thing with some dude talking or whatever and we didn't hear shit ever you know what i mean and that's just recent that was like last year this was back in like you know 1926 or whatever it was and you know it's possible is anything possible anything's possible i'm not gonna say it's not possible but it 
I mean, whatever. I mean, what if the guy was smoking a cigar nearby and like that little waft of smoke Could just have been a puff happened, of smoke? happened to right time, right place. Absolutely. Coincidence, you know? Well, now I do want to get into that real quick because uh, lastly, you know, in the last part of this here. Um, so let's talk about the guys that took the picture, the photographers of this. Okay. On September 19th, 1936, Captain Hubert C. Provend, a London, see, good names again, good names again. Um, <laughs> he was a London-based photographer working for Country Life magazine. His, his assistant, Indre Shira was taking photographs of Raynham Hall for an article. Okay. This is from the Country Life magazine. Yeah. They claimed that they had already taken a photograph of the hall's main staircase and were setting up to take a second when Shira saw a, quote, vapory form gradually assuming the appearance of a woman moving down the stairs towards them. So he claims he saw it before they took the picture. So it wasn't like they took the picture and it just happened to be on there. Yeah. Okay. But again, though. (laughs) <laughs> um, under Shira's direction Proven quickly took the cap off the lens when Shira pressed the trigger to activate the camera's flash later when the negative was developed the famous image of the brown lady was revealed the account of Proven and Shira's ghostly experience at Random Hall was published in Country Life magazine on December 26, 1936 along with the photograph of the brown lady the photograph and the account of its taking also appeared in the January 4th, 1937 edition of Life magazine. So this was a big deal back then. So that is a huge, huge, huge detail to the story that now is, it, it makes it more believable at this point. Right. You know, the fact that like this guy is stating or he made a statement that, you we know, they saw, saw it. it before they took the picture. OK, right. so that's what I was kind of getting at. OK, yeah. That brings and that's more why I wanted to, to talk about this towards the end of this, just to kind of like put a little icing on the cake here, because if anything, at least you've got these two guys that say, you know what? We saw this, then took the picture. But I, I do want to discuss something right after this last part here. Um, the photograph. Uh, da, 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 hold on. I'm gonna, uh, shortly thereafter, the noted par- uh, paranormal investigator Harry Price interviewed Proven and Shira and reported, quote, I will say at once I was impressed. I was told a perfectly simple story. Mr. Andre Shira saw the apparition descending the stairs at the precise moment when Captain Proven's head was under the black cloth. A shout, and the cap was off, and the flashbulb fired, with the results um, which we now see. I could not shake their story and had no right to disbelieve them. Disbelieve disbelieve them? (laughs) Only collusion between the two men would account for the ghost if it is fake. The negative is entirely innocent of any faking. So the negative image they took of this damn thing, yeah. they went in, and now now remember, this is back in 1936. There's no Photoshop, um, and to even print a photograph was like a huge pain in the ass. Sure. So, so even trying to doctor one, yeah. you know, so if anything, I don't know what they caught. I'm not going to say it was, right? but they caught something, you know, and especially with this guy. Now, <laughs> envision with me, if you will, listeners, this is 1936. You got two guys, the one guy holding up the, the flashbulb thing, the other guy with a great big black thing over his head, looking through a little, basically a viewfinder, right? waiting for the right time to sit there and go, right. <laughs> you know, right. and he, you know what I mean? So yeah. they wouldn't have just wasted that either, you know, because it's a pain in the ass back then to, to, to get all that yeah, stuff. It takes like 20 minutes to right. reload it. So basically this guy was like, oh, look, take the picture now. Yeah. Click. Now, listen, could he have possibly been sitting back behind him, like you said, like I just did a minute ago, and puff a little bit of smoke? Yeah. And it said, now. Yeah, right. It's possible. It is very possible. All I'm saying is, is that when these people back then looked at it, they said they claimed up and down that this was true. So was the hall for sale? Uh, no, I think they were just taking pictures of it in order to, you know, kind of. Could this be like prehistoric viral marketing? 
Uh, possibly. I didn't actually see that. I think they were just taking, uh, it was for Country Life magazine, and I think they just went over there to kind of like show the uh, the house, which is what I was talking about in the beginning, how it was such a significant house at the time. Yeah. So I think they just were over there taking pictures in order to make a, an article over it. Like, oh, look at this great, beautiful home. It was really the Howard Hanna agent. She's like, I got to get my numbers up. <laughs> Blow smoke in front of this. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost i swear to god yeah. i swear to god we're gonna but, be but, everywhere but would that make people want to buy the house then or would it make oh yeah in the 1930s think of all the psychos back then yeah, well i mean look at all the psychos we have now yeah that's true so anyway that's what happened with the brown lady of random hall is it a possible thing it's very 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 possible and right now i'm looking over and i'm seeing riley falling asleep riley how you <laughs> Did doing you have a rough there, night there buddy I'm good. I'm great. Yeah? I, good? Yeah, I got home from work at like 3 a.m. I got up at 7 this morning. I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Riley? Oh, you guys just have such, such like, supple voices. Soothing voices. It's just lulling me off. Oh, yeah. I need nice. some water. That's what I need. Oh, the, he's had too many beers. That's I'm what that means. I'm waiting for a water break, yes. <laughs> Riley, you're drunk. Go home. I'm not drunk. This is you're drunk. You're sexy. <laughs> So regardless of what we may kind of interpret it now, back then these people interpreted this thing as this was legit. You got, you know, people who it's kind of funny to me that um, what is it? The noted paranormal investigator, Harry Price. Like yeah. you're, uh, you're you're come on. <laughs> you're a ghost hunter in the 30s. Right, right. Who could pretty much sit there and tell somebody like, you know, oh, my God, I I feel it. I feel the presence of your daughter. I don't have a daughter. I feel the presence of someone's daughter. <laughs> he just keep, right. He keeps going until right. he, he gets something. Yeah. So that's that's exactly kind of what that was. So I mean, I'm not putting any credit into that. And for all we know, they could have been in cahoots together or whatever it was. But you never know, too. On the other right. side of the coin, I mean, if they really did see this thing coming, and you know, they were like, "Shit, shit, get the photo," you know, and they set up and got the photo. You know, you don't know unless right. you were there. You really don't know. Now, what and, do I think? Uh, right i don't know well we, i think everyone out there listening knows what we both think but uh but bottom line though it is the number one most famous most notorious um is that because it was the first right 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 yeah. well, well, well i'm not negating that at all but i'm saying it, it's still the number one yeah like if you were to look up you know ghost photos either you're going to see a bunch of photoshop bullshit or you're going to yeah. see an orb floating in the background which is just a, some spit or on a Patrick camera swayze on the clay wheel right. <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse, <laughs> dude. I watched Roadhouse the other day. It's amazing. Oh my isn't god, it? I love that movie so much, so yeah. much. In fact, uh, my my wife watched it with me. You know what's funny? Okay, okay, so you're obviously as a musician. You know, when you watch that movie and the scene where he's watching the band play uh-huh. and he's bobbing his head and it's totally off time, <laughs> like the music's on, like done, done. He's like. <laughs> Who you know, Swayze? Yeah, yeah. Like he's trying to like be cool, like Bob has said the music, but it's so off time. It's like, what are you doing? You know what Dude, I mean? that song in that movie from the Jeff Healy band, that Angel Eyes song, yeah. is it's still one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh yeah. And I want to cover that song so bad. I swear to God, I do. Let's Sky Pilots do it up. Yeah, whatever. Let's freaking I love that song. Um anyway, if you don't know that movie, um get your head out of your ass and go watch it. It's, yeah, it's on, I'm pretty sure on Netflix. Netflix now. and I think it's on Prime too. It might be on both. Yeah. It's his best movie, hands down. Yeah. Patrick Swayze's best movie. Red Dawn's good. Mm, mm, the Outsiders. No, because there's that's just what? stupid. What? what the fuck? What? Yeah, the Outsiders that's a dumb is stupid. Movie. It is. Right, it, it honestly is. If you're listening to me right now and you are a fan or if you have any kind of, you know, cinematic. It's not um, a horrible love. movie. No, no, no. Hold it's on. Just, hold on. Stupid. If you 
want to just slap the taste out of Jeff's mouth right now, we need to hear from you. We need to hear your messages. We want to read your messages. We want to hear anything that you guys have to say about The Outsiders. And if you don't know what The Outsiders is, please go back. We're talking Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, um, Ralph Macchio, who was the original, the Karate Kid, um, Patrick Swayze. Um, I'm missing somebody else that's in that. Okay, here's what it is. In it a was nutshell, such a huge... It's the Avengers of Greaser movies, West Side did you Story like, movies. Did you like the Avengers? Absolutely. Then shut up. Yeah, but <laughs> The Outsiders is dumb. Like, it's not, well, stay cool, buddy boy. Stay cool. <laughs> Explain to me how it's dumb. From that era. How from, it's from dumb? From the 80s with these kids and they were going back to the Greaser time in the 50s. Explain to me how it's dumb. It's just so freaking overdramatic. Like, so overdramatic. But the Roadhouse story, wasn't. No, you can't, that could really happen. Pulling someone's throat out with your hands. Dude, if you are a bouncer in the middle of nowhere, you got to have some sweet moves. Let me tell you, brother. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people would agree with me. I would love to hear if anyone agrees or disagrees with you because... I know Chainsaw's on my side. Oh, I can guarantee God, you that. Of course, but he also sends weird boobies to Riley, and Riley likes it. So Roadhouse. Send, send more <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to close this out and say that literally we we know that they uh, they took a picture of the brown lady. We don't know what it is, um, but it is the most famous picture of a uh, supposed apparition of all time. So if you go and look, like if it had a Twitter account, it'd be the number one Twitter account out there. You know what I mean? Uh, I doubt it does, but... They had a ton of listeners or listeners. Oh, they did. <laughs> they had a ton of people looking at this thing. A ton of people who were just infatuated with it, especially back then when that whole, um, you know, the the what do you, what's it called? Uh, damn, I talk about it all the time where um, everyone's getting into the pseudoscience and stuff and, yeah. spiritualism. and the spiritualism. Thank yeah. you. God, my hey, mind he's was awake. Like, oh, he woke up. Did you have a good nap? Welcome back, baby boy. Did Thanks, you have a dream? <laughs> do you have to go potty? I already did. <laughs> He didn't even get up. He just went potty right there. He's like, just yeah, done. Let it go. Right. So regardless, it is a uh, it's a famous picture, period. And whether or not it's it's true or not, but it is it does have some withstanding to it about the 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 time and the era that was in there where spiritualism was coming around and the possibility of some mental defunctness because that just became a thing as well. Yeah. You know, so that's my stance on it. That's what I think. And closing out that's how i feel you i like it It was a good story i was not familiar with it at all so like when you said we were going to cover this i purposely didn't want to do any research because i want to kind of take it from like a listener standpoint of right. like what's going well, on which is and typically what you do was, on, yeah it was a great story there was a lot of cool stuff in there again it's uh you know very it, historical and that's why i grabbed this one i thought right, it had a right. lot of history behind it you know especially you know um with the house and how it was built and yada 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 so i thought it was a really cool story and cool um, names which yeah. it seems to be the reoccurring theme for all these stories yeah. is these guys have these amazing names wilhelm von Fartenknuckel <laughs> schizerpants and they talk in their old time i say <laughs> hey ladies and gentlemen so anyway i uh riley what'd you think about it while you were awake <laughs> which parts did you get while you were awake there's a picture taken. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, I thought it was, I don't think it's real. I think it's a lens flare or something like that. I've seen this picture before and I, I don't think it's anything. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's a picture of a staircase with what looks like a milk stain in the middle of the picture. If you milk saw stain. a ghost. Okay. If you saw a ghost in your house, right? You're home alone and you see this apparition coming down the hallway, let's say, and you look at it and you're like, oh my God, right? You pick up your phone and you get your camera on and you take a picture of it, okay? And then all of a sudden, you have it. You have that picture. 
what would you do with it? Would you try and get people to believe in you or would you just be like, keep it for yourself kind of thing? Let me, I know I, I would, if, if this, if that actually happened, I would try to show it to people, but here, let me, let me explain something. When was this picture taken? 1936. Do you know how long it took to take a picture? In 1936? Yeah, when you were so sleeping, ghost, you when you were sleeping, ghost, we went ghost. over this. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. Well, there you go. So I'm reiterating it then. <laughs> yeah, we literally talked about that while you were taking a there nap. There we go. Yeah. Then it, that it, you guys know then that it can't be happening. It can't be real. I literally <laughs> fell asleep during this podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Riley literally fell asleep. I literally fell asleep. During the taping of this episode. So that's actually pretty fucking funny. I'm sorry. It was a long night. You're I had so, to work if I could ground you, you'd be grounded. You know that, right? <laughs> I can't ground you anymore. You can't ground yeah, me. Yeah, but I would ground you. Anyway, folks, we want to say uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, you guys let us know what you thought about the uh, the brown lady and what you think about the picture. Uh, do your own research. Um, obviously, there's a lot more out there than what I touched on. Um, you can go all over the place and it gets real deep with a lot of different stuff. Didn't um, Van Morrison write a song about this? About um, this lady? No, that was the brown eyed girl. Oh, I thought it was the brown lady. No. Different song. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it was about. You I know? think it was. Hey, where do we go? Where the ghosts walk down the stairs. Ray Helm and whatever. Yeah, Norfolk. Going to Rainham Hall. <laughs> yeah. Walking around in my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> that's the song. That good point. See? Good job. The brown subliminal messaging yeah. and music. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. So listen, if you, uh, I would, we would love to hear what you think about this. We would like to see, uh, you know, if you're uh, a believer, if they actually caught an apparition on there. Um, please don't think that we think you're mentally inept. If you happen to see ghosts, I uh, mean, I do, but you can say you're not. So. Yeah, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that people. I don't believe again. I don't believe that everyone that sees ghosts is mentally hurt. But I think that anyone who has mental hurt. Could potentially be the one to see ghosts. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Again, I reiterate that again. Um, I just don't want anyone out there going, I saw a ghost. They're calling me mentally handicapped. No, I'm not doing that at all. It's very offensive. Yeah, it's not offensive. Now no, you're, making, it now you're offensive. making it offensive. It is offensive. Now it hurts make- a lot of people's feelings. Oh, you should probably just give an apology now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry for the things I said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not have sexual relations with that girl. Anyway, woman, whatever it was. Anyway, no, I'm talking about lady, lady, brown, the brown lady. So anyway, let us know what you guys think. Please send us emails over at the uh, Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those other places, especially on YouTube, where you'll find our little teaser videos or what are they called? Not They're highlights. Highlights. Thank you. I always because say YouTube won't let us post more than 15 minutes, oh, unfortunately, until we get more followers and subscribers. Okay. So we need more followers and subscribers. Yeah. So how do we get that? You guys out there. So please like, share, let everyone know about what we're doing out here. Um, let us know what you think about the episode. Let us know what other episodes you want us to do. I do know that uh, up uh, coming up on the books here, we've got uh, Stephen King. Yes. We're going to be talking about some Stephen King stuff, and uh, that's actually a popular one that people want us to kind of talk about. Um, he's a, an amazing writer, and uh, doing the research on this, um, he's got a pretty cool backstory, dude. Yeah. And it's actually kind of cool. Um, Is it like Maximum Overdrive? Did he get chased down by, like, Zambonis shooting tennis balls at him? Um, that's for the episode. I can't talk about that right <laughs> Emilio! <now. laughs> Emilio! Um, so please find us at the yeah, MidnightTrainPodcast.com. Once again, you can find all kinds of stuff on there. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Music. We are on um, uh, da, 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 SoundCloud. We are on uh, Stretcher, Spreacher, Spreacher, Spreaker, whatever that thing is. Any place you listen to podcasts, that's Chat where you'll Snapper. find us. Yes, Chat Snapper. Um, you can like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Because, listen, the reviews really do help us out a lot. 
And of course, you beautiful people out there riding the train with us, share it with everyone you possibly can. Let them know how stupid we are and uh, let them uh, sit back and listen to our idiocy. Yeah, I would say if you have like a party, like on a Friday night or Saturday night, you're doing a cookout and everybody's kind of just hanging out, you know, rather than play some shitty music that you've heard a million times and everybody's heard it, you know, put on a podcast, get some laughs going around the party. Exactly. Put on our scare them, you know, they may hear the story and be like, oh, at night around a bonfire. Yeah. Andy Dufresne. And if you want to go 10 steps further, you wear your Sam Sox shirt. Sam Sox. You know, get one of those from the merch store at your party. Wear it. And play the podcast on your Bluetooth speaker via all the aforementioned <laughs> podcasting apps. Yeah, on top of everything. Just listen to, you know, wherever you guys listen to stuff, man. We really want to thank you so much for listening with us. Uh, we hope you um, had fun today riding the train with us on uh, the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall. Um, super cool. I can't wait to do, you know, ride a, run a train on uh, Stephen King. I think that'd be freaking awesome. Um, we've also got a bunch of other ones, too. Like, we've got vampires coming up. Uh, we've got a couple of other haunted places. And with Halloween coming up, we got some special stuff that's going to be cracking off with us here. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah. Like we really, we're going to dive into uh, the Halloween, the whole premise behind Halloween, the history behind Halloween. And then we're going to go into our favorite Halloween movies. Ooh. Um, and we're going to. What about Halloween candy? We can add that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's our world. It is. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, son. Right. You know what I mean? Speaking of that. Ladies, do not forget to go on Riley's Facebook. Actually, go on the Midnight Train Podcast Facebook. Leave us a comment. Yeah. If you're interested on bidding a spot to be a date for Riley Sayer. Who we'll probably fall asleep on. To go to the haunted house. He's a cheap date, though. We we want to make that happen. I'll totally set the, uh, like a fun thing up on the thing, and we'll yeah. see who uh, who actually wants to go on a date with Riley. Listen, he's 20 years old. Oh, he's, he's in college. Um, yeah. He is a... Uh, Sleepyhead. <laughs> Today I am, yes. <laughs> He's narcoleptic. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Narcissistic. Nar- and narcissistic. Well, that's yeah, it goes hand in hand. Um, so anyway, want to thank you guys so much. We're gonna get the hell out of here until next week when we discuss. You'll have to stay tuned for it. Stay tuned. Oh you man, now I gotta wait. Right yeah, you gotta wait. I hate waiting. I can't tell what it is. You know why? Because you guys aren't gonna know until it's the time to do it. This is what I do here. I fuck with him. <laughs> he does. He does. I don't like it. Yep, tough shit. So anyway, I uh, I like to uh, kind of just pull it off at the you know the very end here, but I do all the research and whatnot, and they'll just deal with it. So anyway, thank you guys very much. Thank you to Todd out there. Thank you to Chainsaw out there. Thank you to Johnny. I know you're out there listening someplace, buddy. Um, thank you to Eva and everyone else out there who is listening to our stupid asses talk about stupid shit. And uh, we hope you enjoyed. So until next time, you guys take care and choo choo, motherfuckers.